Hello and welcome to Monocle on Culture. I'm Robert Bounds. On today's programme, we're bringing you our annual Christmas music review. That's right, each year we invite the broadcaster and DJ Georgie Rogers and chief rock and pop critic for The Times, Will Hodgkinson, to pick through the new Christmas releases and to see which ones are destined to bring us the most festive cheer or otherwise, we should point out. And as always, our Christmas elves have brought us more merry joy with the delights of Brandy, RuPaul and the Blue Man Group discuss later um make sure you've your mulled wine and your mince pies ready it is time to get cracking will and georgie welcome to the program thank you very much lovely to have you here it's become an annual tradition and i feel like we should have our own soundtrack for it we'll work on it for 2024s always forget what year it is is that i don't know what that's a sign of are we in the mood this, this is the beginning of Christmas for me, is the monocle Christmas show. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's right. You've said the right thing. Will Hodgkinson said the right thing. Yeah. Georgie, First are you... First mince pie of the season lined okay. up in front of me. You're yeah. in the Christmas oh, catapult like being yeah. fired at the target, which yes. is the 25th of December. OK, we should say Steph has chosen, who's produced uh, today's show, has chosen today's track. She's looking at me with a look of, I don't know, confidence and mild chagrin. Now she's shaking her head through the studio glass. We're going to start off with Alanis Morissette's cover of Last Christmas. Last Christmas I gave you my heart The unmistakable vocal stylings of Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Will Hodgkinson, is this making you feel full of Yule log or it makes me tied? Th- well, it, I tell you what it does. <laughs> the first thing, something about that voice makes me think about being in the early 90s, being, you know, going in teens, early 20s and mm. smoking too many cigarettes and trying to be sarcastic. It's sort of <laughs> something about that. So when I first heard this, I thought, well... It's quite remarkable with Alanis Morissette that the hits were a long time ago mm. and instantly you just recognise it and it's sort of so evocative. Yeah. Something about her voice is so evocative. When I first heard it, I thought, why is she doing Last Christmas? Why has it got this horrible, nasty synth pop backing? And, you know, what's the point in anything? And then I started <laughs> listening to it. I thought, I actually really like this. There's something about it. It's, it's something is it quite... the irresistible melody of... Uh, uh, well, Michael? there's always that. But I think also there's something... I think she must have a sense of humour. Because there's something, because Alanis Morissette is the angsty queen of, you know, million-selling pop rock. Yeah. And for her to do Last Christmas, which is fun but cheesy, yeah, is showing some, some sort of quality. So I think the combination of that voice, which reminds me of all those things, and Last Christmas, which was came out when I was a kid and was just one of those songs that was always around, always. So, um, yeah, thumbs up from me. Okay, I like it, I like it. Does perhaps Alanis's ironic, angsty... Uh, delivery does it work for you on this one or are you in, in Will's kind of actually I'm feeling cosy with Alanis camp no definitely feeling cosy with Alanis I guess in a similar way like for my me growing up formative years she was one of the most distinctive voices around so it's always nice to hear that voice on anything wham last Christmas 
easily in my top five Christmas songs ever. Mm. But this is kind of straight down the line, isn't it? She hasn't really done anything uh, too jazzy with it. It's a bit like <laughs> she's got the karaoke set out at Christmas and is just singing along to yeah. the backing track. I don't, I don't really feel like uh, music-wise it offered anything new. But that's, I mean, it's a classic. You want a classic version of it, really. But I'm here for it, definitely. Okay. I yeah, like it. Definitely here for it. And as Will pointed out, it is a fairly cheesy backing track. They haven't done anything kind of, they haven't reinvented the wheel. There's no, there's no guitar solo no. on it, no. for example. It's a plinky-plonky sort of, you know, I mean... It's they, a Bon Tempe organ. It's about as cheap as it gets. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't think it's cost anything. Yeah. The home karaoke machine. <laughs> Do you think this might have been recorded in a karaoke, but is this kind of recorded in, you know, in a hotel? I don't think even... It was, I think it was recorded in, in her bedroom or living room when, you know, somebody said, do a Christmas song. She went, OK. Yeah. And I think that, that's what she came up with. Also, bonus points for a very cute picture of her on the cover. Yes, yeah, as a kid, right? Yeah, as a very, kid, yeah. very cute. But I think it's a rip roaring start for us. Cheesy it may be, but it gets, it floats our boat and gets our vote. Cher, who feels like she should have probably done more Christmas songs, at least as far as I'm concerned. This is hers. Uh, this is her track for Christmas. It's called DJ Play a Christmas Song. Nothing more, nothing less. I got one request. DJ Some thumping beats there, Georgie. Are they taking your feet towards Christmas? I yeah. wonder. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, put a bit of pep in my step. You know, starting to, you know, move the shoulders or whatever. Yeah. Gotta love Cher. I mean, if anyone can do the Christmas cash in, it's it's Cher. She's never done a Christmas so. record. This is her first ever yeah. Christmas album, and um, yeah, she's earned the right. I think after sixty years or whatever, in, yeah. on our in our ears, and vocally, I think she sounds really great on this. I like, I do quite like this song actually. I think it's a bit of a banger. Yeah, saw her perform it on um, Graham Norton, and it, yeah, it's, I it, I did not dislike. Um, that feels like very much <laughs> its natural habitat. Yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, some are better than the than others. I mean, she's she's produced it. I noticed with Mark Taylor, who she did believe with mm. in 1998, close to the truth well. in 2013, and Dancing to Queen, the ABBA stuff in 2018. Mm. So she's obviously kind of gone back to familiar, familiar person for the music. She she does uh, track with Stevie Wonder, doesn't she? Yeah, Stevie, Stevie Wonder, like all of the kind of slightly <clears throat> older, because it's a mixture of some original, some covers, yeah. and uh, yeah, the Stevie Wonder collaboration is awesome. The Cindy Lauper one's awesome. Um, there's a the Michael Bublé ballad. Yeah, tick tick. Yes, um, but there is quite a horrible song called um, "Drop Top Sleigh Ride" with American rapper Tiger, which I, I needed to skip. I've got I've got my notes here. It says "Drop Top Sleigh Ride," horrible beat. Dash Tiger. <laughs> okay, great. So at least you, at least there'll be no fighting around, around uh, over the mince pies here in Studio One between my two musical uh, guests today. There's something. I don't know what we think about this, but this is putting a lot of effort into it and just simply deciding that the best title for a Christmas album is Christmas or whether Cher's given it literally no thought whatsoever. But the album is just simply called Christmas. It's called Christmas, but I think Cher is simply called Cher. 
and it's it's the same, it's the same <laughs> idea. Touche. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty good stuff. Have you got any, anything to add to the beat-heavy um, Christmas riffs that uh, Georgie's been uh, Agreeing with Georgie, Michael Bublé's sad ballad is is pretty <clears throat> horrific. The general mood, though, is, you know, it's share, it's, we know what we're getting, mm. it's good fun, it's very, very camp. It's proper cheesy Europop synth pop with that, you know, treated vocals, all the rest of it. But it's Cher, and I don't think she's shocking anyone with what she's doing. I don't think there's any of the Cher fans out there are going to be horrified by this presentation of her version of, of Yuletide Good Cheer. <laughs> I can imagine a Hodgkinson conga line going around Casa Hodgkinson <laughs> on Christmas Day to this. The children would definitely not be joining in. <laughs> a short one, then. Yeah, a short one, exactly. My, my wife, I think, she, yeah, she'd do it. NJ would do it. But okay. um, the two of us would be, yeah, we'd sort of be swimming around in our golden Two-person conga. Yeah, Nice. Exactly. I like it. Well, there's an image for us uh, listening several a very to disturbing image, Thank which you. I'm, I'm very sorry about. <laughs> Thank you for offering us that as well. Yeah. Cher said, more than anything, I wanted this album to be fun. I think we can it's broadly def- agree definitely fun. It that it is that. Okay, thank and you very much. And I'm pretentious, I'd say. Yes, yeah. Okay, so we're going to have, this is new from Giveon. This is a Christmas track. This is The First Noel. The First Noel The angels did say Was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay in fields where they lay that is Giveon with the first noel i was I didn't know a lot about Giveon, Georgie Rogers. I looked to your greater musical knowledge <laughs> <laughs> with a questioning intonation in my voice. I'm not saying help me out. Yeah. What I'm saying is, do we like Giveon's very slow, I won't call it soporific, yeah. faithful cover yeah. of the first noel? Yeah, so Giveon is an American R&B singer who rose to prominence with his collaboration with Drake in 2020. Okay. Uh, on a tune called Chicago Freestyle. And he's released a couple of EPs, and I think he actually was nominated for a Grammy for, yeah, Best R&B Album. He's got the pipes. Has got a set of pipes. Yeah. What a beautiful voice. There's two, to those Christmas tracks that he's put out there, this being one of them, kind of lo-fi, jazzy, kind of low-tempo, low jazzy yeah. sort of R&B renditions. It didn't, like, make my heart sing. I do actually love the first Noel. I feel like that's one of those Christmas, Christmas mm. tunes that reminds me very much, like... It wasn't from a religious family, really, but sometimes we would go to the pub, get drunk, and then go to Christmas Eve, Midnight Mass, yeah. and sort of jollily sing. I thought we were just going to leave it. At, we weren't really a religious family, but we used to go to the pub and get drunk. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that what they did in the Bible? Well, that is okay. tradition. Yeah. That is nothing tradition. else. Yeah. Yeah. And so the first Noel, I suppose, reminds me maybe of like, the yeah, maybe a bit of that. I Choirs of Angels, aren't they? We're kind of feeling like then taking it to the bridge could yeah. be choral. Yeah, but I don't think it's hugely imaginative, his cover, really. It it does sound lovely, Mm. but it doesn't sort of really... It leaves me a bit cold. Well, this was initially released in 2022 as part of Apple Music's exclusive Christmas annual playlist. Now it's come out as a single proper. Did they need to keep their light under a bushel for a whole year? (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. I thought, you know, the thing... It's very straight, Mm. if you know what I mean. It's it's kind of... um, It's a very straight rendition. It makes me think, and I wasn't religiously brought up, at least not in the Christian sense, it makes me think, oh, it'd be nice to go to church where everyone's, like, dressed in white and there's, like, fake 
snow coming down or something and there's like a giant cross <laughs> and maybe some angels that kind of thing yeah and so i felt give you an i've got a feeling sort he of must, cat camp alabama a bit <laughs> but i think he might be i think he's come from a gospel tradition because yeah. that singing is so gospel ish yeah and i've got to say for someone who, who can't sing for toffee i've got to admire that real singing yeah especially a lot of pop records you hear nowadays a lot of it is about the vocal effects yeah and i did appreciate that to, to hear someone who's it's got that soulfulness. Yeah. So although I don't really, yeah, the, it's maybe a bit too straight for me, if you know what I mean. It's just a just a rendition. But I thought the the voice itself was was really beautiful. I quite like to put Givion actually. I, th- I think he means the words to that song. I felt maybe he is from a gospel tradition. Maybe he means the words. And That's it, what is I mean. fa- it is. I felt it purposefully faithful. And, yeah, yeah, I felt it. Nice. It wasn't. There was no. Um, there was no edge or anything. It's about channeling the message of the words. And so, so for that, I think I, I rather liked it actually. Yeah. yeah. I think this is a this is a gear change because we're going to go from old, <laughs> well put it this way we're going from a man that might mean the words to the first novel to RuPaul who I feel like might might be more of a confection. Shall we listen from his album Essential Christmas? This is Show Me That You're Festive. Give me Will, what do we think about RuPaul, who is a, I think he's a habitual releaser of Christmas albums. I think he probably is, yeah. I think. Don't um, say it like that. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was saying about Giveon, I was imagining the kind of, you know, the, the church where everything is, you know, the sort of, everyone's dressed yeah. in white suits and everything. Yeah. For this one, I imagine the. Christmas in the Versace Mansion. Yeah, that's that's how I pictured it. Yeah, um, it was you know if if in the right if you're in the right mood, fantastic. Mm. If you're in the wrong mood, if it's Boxing Day, and you've you've you know you've got a terrible hangover and your in-laws are really annoying you. Yeah, and this comes on and it won't come off. It, you know it could get dark. Okay, but but, but, but in the right mode, in the right moment, it's good. <laughs> let's take us back to the Versace Mansion. Yeah. All is forgiven. Let's, right? let's go back to the Versace yeah. Mansion. Let's and not worry there. about Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Georgie, this has got. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess we are. Well, I didn't realise we were in such habitual territory for RuPaul, but it doesn't surprise me that he's he loves a Christmas album and loves the festive spirit. Show me that you're festive. And what do we think? Well, it's just sort of like fun and fabulousness. It always just does what it says on the tin, doesn't it, RuPaul? <laughs> I don't think this is going to win any, you know, major songwriting, prestigious awards or anything. But, yeah, I think, like, if you were, yeah, in the... the, the, the Versace Mansion. Versace Mansion. Or, like, the club in the run-up yeah. to Christmas. Maybe, you know, this would come on and you'd sort of, like, throw that, throw your hands around. I'd say some of it's stocking filler rather than main sleigh. Okay. But someone's got their Christmas analogies worked out well in advance. Well, no pressure. Um, but you got to love a bit of RuPaul, haven't you? You know, you have got to. I didn't realise how tall RuPaul was until I was on the tube with him on the good old Bakerloo line from Regent's Park. He was at Freeze one year, the Freeze yeah. Art Fair, and came on with his partner. And man, alive! He's literally. You see, the Bakerloo line is not like the Victoria line. It's not like a, sort of a six-foot tall carriage. It's like a seven-foot something carriage. It's a, he's a big, tall man. He's welcome to do anything he wants with them. Um, I, I, I will. I will show him I'm festive. 
right. Let's have something. I feel like Christmas. This is brandy, returning hero brandy in my my book. Anyway, this is feels different from Christmas with brandy. I love Christmas with brandy. Sounds gorgeous, Georgie. I kind of feel like I've lost touch with brandy in many ways of brandy moniker fame, yeah. at least in my head, <laughs> my old head. What do we, first of all, feel about Feels Different and what do we think about the album from which it is it is taken Christmas with brandy? Yeah, so this is, again, her first Christmas album, first release with Motown. Mm. And, yeah, I was just like, oh, my God, brandy, Moesha fame, mm. the TV show she did, and then The Boy Is Mine, an absolute belter mm. when I was growing up sung at many parties yeah. I think even featured in a talent show Friends wearing gilets and performing it this is you this is Georgia Rogers not me oh not right me. Okay. close friends but yeah it was a big tune I don't really know yeah I mean I'm guessing she just she, maybe she just never went away yeah. but she's also in a, a Netflix film I think which this album coincides with called Best Christmas Ever on Netflix with Heather Graham and so maybe, yeah, maybe she's just been doing loads of stuff but not really been in my orbit. But this... It's got some nice R&B. It's, got, it's it very classic. She can sing. It's nicely made, it seems to me. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. like props for having a go at making some original Christmas music. And mm. some of it is pretty good, I think. Um, some of it is a bit all thrills and frills. Her cover of um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which is also one of my favourite Christmas tunes, it's like she sort of mariahed it. Okay. But like to the next level right um which totally gets in the way of, you know just too much too much going on too much there's um, been some um, videos of Cilla Black doing the rounds on social media um where she was described as having a voice like a fire in a pet shop which I hadn't heard before <laughs> reminds me of A.A. A. Gill's brilliant piece of writing about about Lulu reading an auto cue like a Pekingese reads a tumble dryer what do we think of over trilling <laughs> when it comes we're we talking of over mariahing <laughs> This is presumably what you mean. Too many, too much going on. A fire in a pet shop, that's amazing. Right? What's no. the huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just like very like, huh, if you're so, maybe little kid. It's well, just okay. gymnastics, yeah. 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 I've got to say, though, I mean, I don't want to embarrass myself. Well, I, obviously, I embarrass myself every day. Um, <laughs> I. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> come on. Let's move on. You can take the hat off if all, you want. All I'm going to say is, I found the whole Brandy album. Very attractive. Yeah. And I'm very sorry about that, but that's just no, the truth. I think it's good too. I found it very seductive. Yeah. I just did. And I was like, Brandy wasn't that, that little kid back in the 90s? But of course she's yeah. not. She's now this beautiful woman. Yeah. And um, there's a song called Christmas Party for Two, and she's singing about how we can just sit there in the evening, just the two of us. <laughs> and I've got to imagine, I was imagining the scenario and thinking, well, yeah, I'd like okay. if that, Yeah, let's, if, you know, if there's a, a nice bottle of brandy, whiskey, I was going to say. Then uh, why not? Whiskey with brandy. Yeah, whiskey with brandy. But there's also, sometimes she goes too far. I mean, there's one song called Christmas Every Day, and I never thought it's that you brandy... going too far, Will, if anyone. I know, I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> Christmas Every Day, she sounds like she might... I can't... I never guessed that she would be a big fan of Slade and Wizard. But oh. maybe... Yeah. Maybe she saw Dave Hill's 
hairstyle Thought, and got inspired yeah. <laughs> because it's very, very, it's like a combination of Slade and Wizard. Oh, man. You know. That's and, catnip to anyone brought up in the 70s, surely. Well, I mean, Lo- loving amazing, that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So this was my favourite album. I mean, I mean, it does, sometimes it does go too, it yeah. does go too into the vocal warbling. Mm. But, you know, generally it's got this really, really nice spirit and also mm. it's very, it's kind of warm, you know, so it's what you want from a Christmas album. Yeah, here, here. I thought I loved this. I loved it too. Brandy's wonderful. Welcome back, Brandy. We heard Phil's different from Christmas with Brandy. Now we're going to have Jason Derulo. We'll discuss perhaps why he, we think he sounds like that. But here he is singing Closer to Christmas. Every day is one day closer to Christmas. Jason Derulo's Closer to Christmas. We felt like he was kind of quite cheesy, Jason Derulo. Well, I thought the, there's, the lyrics of the song, I think it's this one, are really boring. So there's, <laughs> it says, the best part of Christmas is Christmas night. So, well, everyone knows that. Right. Does he mean, is, is that a double meaning for no, Jason? No, I don't think it is. Okay. I think he's saying, yeah, what's my favourite Christmas? Yeah, I know, it's Christmas Eve. It's really good before you, you get the presents. Well, yeah. You know, that is not a revelation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. The best part of Christmas is, you know, December the 28th. That would be unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That would yeah. be controversial. Yeah, that would be controversial. <laughs> so, no, he didn't do it. For me, I just thought this is uh, boring. Okay, yeah. okay, Georgie, have you got any? Do well, we, I mean, can we just... any advance on Will's <laughs> Willow banging a hollow nutcracker? I don't really know what I can add, but um, I mean, this is yeah, it's just so like you know, fist pump, pop, like poppy, catchy. Yeah. You could just hear it all over the malls at Christmas, you know, yeah, the shopping malls and the um, shopping centres. I feel like it would be piped through. It, yeah, do you think it just... makes it gives you sort of retail stress that you haven't yeah. bought enough gifts for enough people? Yeah. It's piped. Shit, God. Yeah. Let me get in there. More, 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 more. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Poor Jason's got a lot to answer, hasn't he? Can we hear this track? Can we hear this again and see if we still think this on the second listening? Enemy of the people. Every day is one day closer to Christmas. There's a little bit of band aid in there, isn't there? Somewhere around the bridge, I feel. Yeah, it could be, but I think you're. I think. Is there it, a little bit of Mariah? So sort of, he's trying to do yeah. a bit of. A... It's just, it's just, it's just hitting all those points, isn't yeah. it? And you know, yeah, you're completely right. But people will lap this up. I think, Surely. but I don't think. I think they won't care that much. They'll just accept it. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it will just be it's like you know, it will be in the high street. You'll hear it everywhere, and yeah. you know, you hear it when you go into all the shops. Yeah. And you'll be sick of it. <laughs> well, if you're interested, Will, he's announced that he's making a few UK stops on tour next year. So <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm, full, I'm expecting, expecting four pages in the Times. Of course. <laughs> uh, that was Jason Derulo with Closer to Christmas. Well done, Jason. I thought you were better than the other guys. The Blue Man Group, famous for not saying anything, have nonetheless released Overjoy to the World EP. And from it... 
Here is Carol of the Pipes. Told you it was an EP. That was Carol of the Pipes' Blue Man Group. Will, this strikes me as a tough sell. It doesn't sound supremely Christmassy to me. It wasn't for me. You know, the thing was, is that if it was done differently, it could have almost been like Tubular Bells by Mike Oldfield, which mm. is great. But it's it's something so techno-ish about it without actually all the excitement of techno. I actually thought it was horrible. I mean, I don't know much about Blue Man Group. Um, I know in Arrested Development, the TV show, Tobias wants to join Blue Man Group and he paints himself blue. <laughs> and with, okay. in, the, in the hope that that's going to make him join. Um, so that's my <laughs> knowledge. Of, I've never seen Blue Man Group. I've never seen the show. I just know they're blue. And they do they just do they dun- of... jump about? It's a sort of like yeah. it's it's it is it, it, the sort of Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil is sort of like highfalutin circus. This is to this is ultra mime, I suppose. Yeah, and they've sort of, but it's all kind of slightly kind of robot. Like to tech, they're sort of mm. unemotional, aren't they? Which the music was, and so that was Carol of the Bells, which, and I love Carol of the Bells. Yeah. And so it's sad to have it destroyed. Um, <laughs> and then there was jungle. Yeah, there's sort of hardcore punk one actually called. Jingle Bones, I think it's called. My, I can't read my handwriting. Um, Feliz Navidad was horrible. bad. That's horrible. horrible. Um, oh, it was no. really. Oh, what is an overjoy anyway? Overjoy's Christmas. I don't know. I think it's meant to be like. Uh, I think that's a, some sort of like futuristic idea. That's what it? I felt. I felt yeah, it was like a technical overloaded. Terms. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know. For me, it was like it's, it's like being in the music for a physics class. Okay. <laughs> like. <so. laughs> Georgie, you don't have to say anything. No, you don't. Ha- you can simply no, back up Will's I I do have things to say chagrin. About it, actually, overjoyed yeah. to the world. Did it leave you overjoyed? <laughs> no. My initial thought was like, ooh, shades of like Mogwai and Underworld. If that came together with Cirque du Soleil and my fourteen-week-old godson, like <laughs> literally, it's not for me. Okay, no. that was the Blue Man Group's overjoyed <laughs> to the world. It's only an EP. Cirque du Soleil. Thank you. Sorry. We can start, yeah, like that. I think we... (laughs) Shall we finish, however, dear guests, with just a dirtbag Christmas from who could that be? Weeders. Santa Claus know who I am Does Santa Claus even care about me? Cause I'm just a Christmas dirtbag baby I love the original, but what do either of you, Georgie, what do you think of Wheatus's Christmas dirt bag? I'm into this, actually. Yeah. I mean, the original is such a, such a, it's just one of those tracks. Yeah. Occasionally you get asked to play it at a wedding and then it literally goes off. I'm like, wow, <laughs> okay, it's 
still strong. Yeah. Um, and there's an animated video for this cover. I mean, it's quite obvious, you know, just changing it to Christmas. But the animated video is like a, it's a dirty dog who goes to meet Santa and he's got two tickets to ACDC. And then they go, It's in the original it's Iron Maiden, isn't it? But yeah. they go see ACDC and then Santa kind of strips off his suit and is, he looks like a hairy biker mosher dude, uh, like rock and roll dude. And then the dog and him, they just mosh out to ACDC. So I really liked that. And I really, I mean, it's very gimmicky and fun, but I just like the take on this. And then the, on the EP, there's also an instrumental version with a string quartet, which is also kind of cool to hear. Super that. nice. Yeah. Super nice. Well, what do we think of this reboot? Well, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, well, that's just a one, you know, it's like one joke based on the whole thing. But actually, I kind of got into it and I, and I thought they're laughing at themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and the EP, it's good fun. I mean, there's a song, my favourite song wasn't Christmas Sturbaz, it's called Feels Like Christmas, and it's someone called Gabrielle Sturbaz, I've never heard of her. She had a really good voice, and it was Ronette style. You know, they're obviously kind of laughing at the fact that they last had a hit in, what's it, the 90s? And there's a line which goes, I can't remember when I wrote to Santa last, I think it was in the 80s when the stock market crashed. I know it's not the best <laughs> rhyming, <Crushed>. but... Yeah, <laughs> crashed, yeah. But I thought I, I kind of liked the whole thing. I thought it was fun. And, you know, the thing is, it's not... Because the, the original song was fun, but but also just had that magic to it, you know, that made it, like Georgie says, you know, people still get, you know, you know dance yeah. to it at weddings now. So, you know, they're kind of... They're having fun with their own legacy, um, and if you can't do that at Christmas, you know, when can you do it? It's a good time to do it. So, so yeah, I thought that was, I thought it was good fun. I liked it. I like it as well. That was Christmas Dirtbag from Just a Dirtbag Christmas. It's an EP by Wheatus, of course. So we kind of like that. What, Georgie, what was your favourite Christmas track ever? And what was your favourite from our list this year? <laughs> favourite ever, definitely. Can I, I, I don't know if I could pick one, but definitely Last Christmas Wham is up there. And yeah. Oh Holy Night, the John Williams, Home Home Alone, and Carol O'Bells. Bing Crosby as well. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas always gets me in the mood. Oof. I don't know what my favourite from this list is. I mean, maybe even a bit of... Cher or Alanis, I think. Yeah, okay, nice. Rechanneling a bit of um, yeah. Last Christmas from Alanis. And Cher, it's good, it's camp, it's with bells on, yes. literally, right? Yeah. Uh, Will, what about you? Yeah, so my favourite Christmas song of all time is Charlie Brown, Christmas Time is Here, the Christmas, which yeah. I, is actually Vince Garaldi trio, Vince but Garaldi, yeah. had that album just absolutely loved. So sad, so just beautiful. I hope this year, I'm sure Fairy Child of New York will be number one. Mm. It's really sad that it couldn't be number one before Shane was, while Shane was still with us, but I think it definitely will be now, so that'd be good. And my favourite from this lot is Brander's. Yeah, me brandy. too. Yeah. Loving, sorry. loving brandy. brandy. Yeah. Loving brandy. Christmas <laughs> with brandy. Um, it's an easy thing for us all to toast with, right? Exactly. Cheers, everybody. Merry yeah. Christmas. Thanks, Thank Georgie. Merry Thanks very too. much, Will. <laughs> Wonderful to have your. Well, we'll call it your wit first, your wisdom second uh, on our our traditional Christmas run. The very bottom, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And that is it for this week. Thank you very much indeed to Georgie Rogers and Will Hodgkinson. Monocle on Culture is produced, as we know, by Sophie Monaghan Coombs and Steph Chungu. Steph also edits the show. We'll be back at the same time next week. But until then, from me, Robert Bound, thank you very much for tuning in. 